Welcome to To The Point Cybersecurity Podcast. Each week, join Eric Trexler and Rachel Lyon to explore the latest in global cybersecurity news, trending topics, and industry transformation initiatives impacting governments, enterprises, and our way of life. Now, let's get to the point. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's special year-end edition of To The Point Podcast with Rachel Lyon and my co-host, Eric Trexler. Eric, are you excited for this episode? I am excited. It's the last yeah. one of the year. You sounded a little, that that heavy sigh was like, oh. It's been a long year, Eric. I got to tell you, it's been a really long The podcast, long is, it's, it's the highlight of our weeks. <laughs> It really is. And you think about all the stuff that's happened this last year and all the amazing guests that we've had on to to kind of break these things down for us so we understand what's going on. How do you prepare for things? I mean, it's it's been kind of an incredible year. And and kind of thinking about what what the year ahead's gonna bring um is exciting and daunting all at the same time as well. Yeah, I, I was doing some math and we started on show one fourteen in January. Wow. January of twenty one. Yeah. And all through COVID, of course. Of course. We did 50 shows, assuming we release 164 on the last Tuesday of the year here. Yes. Which is, if you average it to about 40 minutes per show, it's about 2,000 minutes of content. That's bananas. 33 and a third hours. So somewhere around, you know, north of 30 hours worth of content. And uh, I was comparing it, Rachel, as as I was prepping for the show with, you know, different themes that that we've seen over the year. Mm-hmm. And looking at different, uh, you know, some, some organizations out there, companies, but also publications have, have done yes. uh, year in reviews. Yeah. What do you think the big themes are? Oh, ooh, okay. Um, I'm going to go with ransomware because, you know, that's probably one of my favorite topics ever. Yeah, if we were playing, um, not Price is Right, uh, Family Feud, that'd be the number one, I would think. Uh, Most people yes. in the world would say fa- <laughs> ransomware. <laughs> Okay, so that was a gimme. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. Uh, I think more say, people would say ransomware than yes. actually get the reference to Family Feud. But go on. <laughs> I love that show. Um, well, I think Colonial Pipeline, right? Uh, and then, of course, the Executive Order. That you know, the timing of, of those two things together was quite interesting. Right. The Executive Orders of May twelfth on cybersecurity. Exactly. Um, Going to have to throw in a little zero trust, I think, okay. uh, in, in that. I don't know if it's going to be in the top three of that family feud uh, ranking, but I, I think in the you know top five to seven, maybe. I think depending on who you ask. I know in the, I, I know in the government space, zero trust is really taking off. It's like AI, right. machine learning, mm-hmm. really hard to understand even what it is, but everybody's yeah. talking about it. When I talk to my commercial counterparts and friends, we... They, they aren't seeing zero trust as much. Mm-hmm. I actually had a briefing. We were, we were at a trade show last month, or this month actually, December, um, at the Dota show Nice in Phoenix. And I won't tell you which a- agency, and I'll tell you why in a second here. You'll figure it out. But, but they said zero trust is this new thing, and here's what it is, and here's what it's about. And they were briefing industry and everybody else. And I was like, huh, okay. Well, so we've had Chase Cunningham- Dr. Zero Trust on the show. That's right. Probably three times, maybe That was my first show, too, when I joined the podcast was Dr. Chase Cunningham. With with Chase Cunningham, yeah. My very first podcast, yes. And and he's always great. 
but we know Zero Trust started, originated around the 2010 timeframe. I'm like, Ish, okay, so yes. we're missing by a decade. A little bit, yeah. 10X. Okay, okay, let's go with it. That's fine. But yeah, Zero Trust is big. What else? Everything old is new again, you know. <laughs> you think? <laughs> I think you're missing a big one. Uh, ooh, ooh. Um, well, there's that that little thing that happened. Uh, was it kind of the Solarigate sol or... Uh, what was it called? That yeah, it was like UNC twenty five twenty four. Sun, I think, sunstroke, or sunburst, sun, sunburst. <laughs> yeah, the other four hundred and fifty two names. <laughs> There's that. That was that was kind of a big one, and you know, I, I have to say, I I really enjoyed um, you know our, our discussion with the Solar CEO. He, yes, yeah, Sudaker. Yes, what I, a great conversation. You know, and I I know I said this a lot, but truly a masterclass in leading through, you know, crisis, um, you know, and, and just the transparency and, and everything he did. And of course, you know, having Chris Krebs on, you know, kind of that follow on conversation many weeks later, uh, and his, his company, I think solar winds, right. Was, was their first client, uh, at the Krebs Stamos group and, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, just seeing all of that, how it came together and that Sudaker has, you know, really been on this mission, you know, to, to share the information, to educate, you know, and, and frankly, I was inspired because it's, you know, it's these things happen and, and to come through it as, as well as they have and, you know, working with employees and the culture and communication. And it, it's kind of like, it, it makes you stronger in, in a lot of ways when you do it right. Yeah, that was a great one. I talk about going to the source. I, yes. I just looked it up. That was episode 155. Okay. October 19th, 2021. It's about 48 minutes long. Yes. And I think that one's more family friendly. Very right? it's, much. It's, oh, very we're not much, going yes. as deep into tech or anything. If you're driving in the car, you may you may pull that up if, if uh, your spouse is with you or something and not be like, oh, here we go. Another deep, dark cybersecurity you know, tech conversation we're having. I mean, to me, that was that was very human. That, that was a great show to listen to if you haven't heard it. Agreed. There were That's, a lot of them. That was so a good many one. Of them. The other one, though, I mean, uh -huh. we had Shira Frankel from Facebook on for a two part oh, episode. Oh, yes. I would not listen to that family friendly style. Uh, I think we got our. Some uh, bleeping, bleeping out. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the uh, F It, Ship It with Shira Frankel, episode 149. Actually, it was a single part, sorry. September 7th. Mm -hmm. So I'd say check that out also. Um, and actually, that's that's pretty good if you have a Facebook user or you are yes, one. Yes, I mean, that was just, um, especially what's transpired, you know, kind of since her book came out, the book with Cecilia Kong, um, and, and just all this come out, you know, with the whistleblower and all the things, I mean, it's, it's such a great read and, you know, kind of looking at the both sides too, you know, kind of the policy side as well, um, which is really such a great episode. Um, and it, it just kind of reinforces, you know, I, I think journalists are so important, uh, you know, and it, it's wonderful to see work of, of folks like Sheer and Cecilia and of course, you know, N Nicole Pearlbroth, uh, who we had right. on over the summer on June 8th. Uh, talking about her book, this is how they tell me the world ends. I mean, was that June? Okay, that's crazy. You know, it it it, it was. It, it doesn't feel like it was that long ago. And I and I have to say, it's been so exciting to see the you know the the recognition that she's she's getting for that book. I think she recently won an award through Financial Times, um, you know, recognition and and it's it's so well deserved. I mean, that was what ten years in the making, I I believe it was, and just yeah. a lot of work and but so insightful and you know presented in a way that. Um, you know, 
everyone can can understand, you know, and that's always our problem with security is a lot of times it's so dense and hard to navigate. Uh, it's kind of like reading that Log4j coverage. You know, I, I just I need to sit down in a quiet room and really concentrate <laughs> on some Right, to of understand it. it. Exactly. And I, I was so appreciative for, you know, Nicole, the way that she she wrote in such a way that's like, you know, these concepts, you can actually wrap your head around and, and understand the gravity of them as well. So now the journalists, the, the journalists and the authors are always such great interviews. Yes. And, and what Nicole and David Sanger and the crew at the New York Times mm -hmm. are doing, you know, they really do put it into layperson's terms. Absolutely. So you can understand it, but I, I don't know. I'm, I'm in the industry. I find it interesting. I, I do too. And, you know, I, I also wanted to call out, you know, our, the editor in chief of SE media that we had on Gilatoro. Um, you know, that love that episode. And, in and I highly encourage everyone to, to follow Jill's writing every, you know, every week she's putting out these fantastic stories, you know, and, you know, breaking events, you know, things that you absolutely need to be aware of. Um, it's really critical reporting and in every single article I, I save. Uh, she's just doing such great work over there as well. I um, love Jill's reporting. The show was great. I don't have the episode on that. I'll look it up. Um, but I'll tell you, the uh, the best part was I put out on the Chris Krebs episode, I, I put out on LinkedIn, I put out... Um, a comment on how to pronounce CISA. Ah, <laughs> and I put right. a capital C, I think hyphen <laughs> S-A, like CISA, which is exactly <laughs> the opposite of the way they want us to pronounce exactly. it. And I remember, like, and it was like this, uh, you know, dyslexic moment or something where I, I knew what I wanted to say and I did the, and, and Jill corrects me, full public forum and LinkedIn. And, and anybody who knows me, like, I love that. Like, Hey, yes. you're wrong. Fix it. <laughs> and it's like, oh shit, I'm wrong. Oh, sorry. There we go. I'm wrong. I'll fix it. And I did. And I thank Jill. And uh, I, I just, I love, I love that. So huge, yes. huge respect for what Jill and the team are Absolutely. doing. Absolutely. And and so she was a two part episode for those playing at home. So March yeah. 30th and April 6th. Oh, is that what? Okay, cool. Yeah. So that that was also early in my time joining joining the podcast this year. So I, I feel very fortunate. I mean, it just, you know, such, such a great group of folks, a lot of laughs. I have to say, you know, Greg Crabb talking about the one night in Bangkok was, right? was just what awesome. What a great, what a great headline. <laughs> We've got some good ones. And, you know, and then folks like, like Jags at Sentinel One. I mean, it's, was the, the Moonlight Maze, uh, making it into the International Spy Museum, you know, a hologram and, and all the work that he'd done on that. I mean, it, and I did, I'd never even heard of that, uh, you know, and, until we had him on. And, and so just, you know, all, all the learning and, and the history here that kind of points to the things that we're seeing today and, you know, the, the kind of attacks in the wild we're seeing today. Uh, and then having someone who's so steeped in, you know, kind of the, the history and understanding of it and, and kind of being able to, to connect the dots, I think is so important, you know, as we, we kind of look at how do we fight this thing ahead as well. Yeah, it was it was a heck of a year for the podcast. I I, I feel we covered all the all the major topics you spoke of pretty yeah. well. I mean, I'd personally give us an A, and I'm a pretty tough grader. Yeah, um, you are. You're a very very tough grader. But I would say we covered it well. But it was a it was a long tough year in cybersecurity so and COVID nineteen. Yeah, it's. It's hard to believe, and I, you know, I thought I thought twenty was it twenty twenty was going to be tough the first year of COVID, but twenty 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 was, was tough. 
crazy. I mean, it, it was it was like 2020 on steroids, it felt like, with all the cyber activity and, right. you know, all, all the shifts we saw. And then, of course, ending in the year with this log4j, log4shell thing that, you know, apparently is going to be with us for many, many, many years ahead. I mean, I, we haven't even seen the decimation it could possibly cause, I think. Which Dr. Richard Ford said is probably the most significant cybersecurity risk he's seen in yes. his career. And that's saying and something. I take Richard's that, yeah. been in the in the industry for quite a while. I'm not going to put a number to it, but for someone you know of uh, of his ilk to say that, you know, with all that he's he's worked on in, in security, it's a pretty substantial statement, and you know, definitely yeah. should cause one pause. If only they really understood, you know, the layperson what Log4j and Log4shell actually do, and, and what that threat poses. Because it's yeah, it it's will not, not get snappy. a lot of press. It will now not they, get a lot of yeah. press. Exactly. As, as we said yesterday, I, I or when we recorded, I should say, uh, which was yesterday, but I, I asked you as director of communications and then you schooled me afterwards. That's not your title. So let's correct that formally right now. As a former director of communica- of corporate communications, external and internal. That's right. Yes. Um, I, I asked you about, you know, how, how much play you thought the log for shell um, challenge, we'll call it, would get. And, yeah. you know, my perspective is very little, especially compared Agreed. to pa- Colonial Pipeline and solar winds. You know, it's just not sexy. At all. At all. And, no. you, know, how, you know, how do you how do you make, you know, I guess what Apache, you know, uh, open source stuff sexy? I mean, I, I don't I don't know that those two necessarily go together, but that's the problem we have. Right. I mean, the, the things that are, you know, the industry, you know, people de- steeped in the industry are keeping them up at night. You know, the, the average person's like, well, you know, but I, I can still, you know, get my burger delivered. You know, I can still watch right. Disney Plus on the weekend and, and all the Marvel movies. So I'm not I'm really okay. inconvenienced. Yes, I think I'm good. I'm good. I'm not going to worry about it. But we're Colonial know, Pipeline, big one. Well, we well I wasn't on the fuel. East Coast. Well, I wasn't on the East rush, Coast. So rush to get know. some fuel, right? Yeah. That impacts people. It does. And it, had it happened in Texas, I got to tell you, when when those things happen, there's people with these, you know, the pickup trucks, the big pickup trucks that we have in Texas, okay. literally with the plastic um, trash cans, you know, like the 80 gallon or, or whatever, yeah. ginormous, filling it up in the back of the, the back of the pickup truck, an open trash can uh, with gas. And then they just drive off down the freeway nice. with the Time to go to a barbecue. Can. Yeah, not covered or anything, of course, either. You know, you just strap it in the, the back of a pickup with, with a trash can full of gas. But speaking of Texas, I think 21, winter of 21, but in 21, Ooh. you had the ice storms, right? Oh, that was crazy. Yes, yes. Now imagine the, if the, that were a cyber attack. Same exact, same exact ic- outcome. Well, right? but you know, the problem is, Eric, nothing changed. I mean, that's, that's what's kind of astounding. Is, uh, nothing was done to fix that grid as I understand it. Uh, you know, so should something happen again, you know, here in the next few months, I... I have a lot of concerns. I disagree with you. I'm betting insurance rates are going to go up. Well, I mean, will insurance cover these things? You know, they, it's like cyber insurance is very hard to get these days, right? Did your insurance in Texas go up? I know you have two houses, Austin and Houston. Well, did the insurance go up on either of them as a result of the winter, winter storms? No, not that I saw. Okay. Okay. Uh, I've been really fortunate. I use USAA though. Shameless plug. They are amazing for anybody oh God, that the greatest. Can you get want to USAA. talk about a customer service company? Oh, always. Just I've been with them yeah, fifteen too. plus years. Every interaction is just excellent every single time. 
They are amazing. I have no idea if they're even a customer of ours, but I, I personally, I was talking to them today. They were great. Yeah. Yeah. Just always just. Okay. So insurance hasn't gone up. Nothing's changed. Luckily it wasn't a cyber attack, but honestly, if it were a cyber attack or just meteorological attack, it really doesn't matter. People don't have the services they need. And that was all over the press. Just like, just like Colonial Pipeline, probably the biggest press. I mean, got to the president of the United States, right? Exactly. But I guess that's, that's executive orders came out as a result of it. You know, was, was Colonial Pipeline, though, an impetus for other utility companies, right, privately owned, um, you know, to, to make significant changes? I mean, that's always, you know, until it happens to you, you know, you no. just kind of well, keep yes rolling no. the dice. I mean, I, so, I know there's government mandates and regulations. Right. The and government things, mandates and regulations will drive the change. Do I really think... Yeah. Do I really think there will be change though, based on what happened to Colonial Pipeline? I bet Colonial Pipeline still hasn't filled the. Uh, remember they had that posting oh, open. Oh, that's right, right. I bet they still haven't filled that. <laughs> oh, maybe there was a brave soul. You know what I think is interesting though, because we we were talking about supply chain, you know, but before we got on and. You know, it's so there's the, you know, kind of the, the gas and the utility supply chain, which is terribly inconveniencing. But we also saw, you know, they call it like tractor hackers, but you know, like mm. JBS, the the meat company, and you're starting to see the food supply chain, um, you know, being a target of our of our attacker, attacker friends, not friends. And, um, you know, I think that's going to be an interesting one to, to keep track of in the year ahead. You know, as as the things that become more inconveniencing and disruptive, uh, you know, I, I think we've only scratched the surface there. Um, Look, if, if if somebody disrupts normal human activity, normal human behavior, especially in a in a first world country, a democracy, a first mm-hmm. world country that is a democracy, that will get a lot of publication, a lot of press, exactly. and a lot of attention, mm-hmm. as we saw with Colonial Pipeline. Exactly. If you have something like log for shell come out, or uh, I'll be predictive here, mm-hmm. or historical, you look at like the OPM breach, which was oh, which was a keen, right? yeah. catastrophic breach of, yes. of very sensitive information. Mm-hmm. I don't think the people, we don't have that tangible linkage between effect and impact. Right. And I don't think that People really pull that together. We're too busy. There's too much going on. I don't think they'll pull it together. I don't think it's a major uh, perceived issue. No, no, it isn't. And, you know, frankly, there's too much information coming at us and too many things happening. You know, these these terrible things happening all the time. How how do you focus on one? I mean, it's like prioritization we talked about with Richard Ford. I mean, it's you have all of these, you know, critical priorities. How do you even stack rank those when they, they all are seemingly, you know, equal in, in needing to get done and funded? I don't, yeah, I think it's, I think it just goes by the wayside. So, uh, by the way, what is your new title? Just so I can correct that <laughs> in public, on the air. Uh, what senior we, what director of corporate marketing. Now. Senior Director yeah. of Corporate Marketing. I like Director yeah. of Communications better, but okay. I, I like that title too. I, you know, it's uh, it was. Shall we demote specific. you back to it, or what? What is that? Uh, well, no, but it, it, you know, I could still use it. I mean, it's still applicable. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, so I think we talked about, of course, this this last year, which has been 
you know, just chock full of, of acti- activity and amazing guests. And, you know, kind of as we look at, at the year ahead and, you know, kind of new things that we're thinking about on the horizon, I, I have to say, and we were talking about this before, just this whole metaverse thing. Oh, boy. Eric, I, oh, boy. I, we're going there? I, yeah, we go, we're going there. That and Web3, which I'm, I'm still trying to wrap my head around. But which I'm going to call Web3.0 <laughs> just to date myself, but go on. <laughs> that's right. 3.0. That's right. Not three. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I think it's interesting, you know, A, the whole, there's the whole second life thing that we can kind of point to as, you know, a, the precursor to metaverse. But as we look at the metaverse... Uh, and as it gets stood up, let's say, and, you know, likely business applications will be the first ones that kind of come to fruition. But, you know, what are the security challenges that, you know, is there's commerce happening within the metaverse? And, you know, it's likely with cryptocurrency or things like that. But it seems like it's opening this whole new universe, metaverse, of potential, you know, hotbed act- attacker activity. I mean, it's I, I don't know enough about it, but I would love to find a guest or two or three, who who could talk to us about about what that holds ahead? Let's do that. Um, you 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 took me back to my my MBA days. We had a class on it, and one of the the projects was to project out the all the benefits, opportunities, and risks around three G. Mm-hmm. So wow. obviously, I'm dating myself a little bit since we now have five G out. <laughs> And, you know, I, I spent a lot of time thinking about it, working with my group, but for me, it was like, okay, so what all it's going to do is, you know, from a society perspective, you don't get a ton of change. What what changes is the, the velocity, the speed that you can Mm. do things, right? Right. Which obviously cell phones have gotten faster, right? Right. iPads, tablets, whatever, anything connected via cellular is much faster as a result of four and five G LTE before that three G. I think we were on two, two, five back in those days when I was in school. Mm. Um, and and the, I, th- I would say the attack surface expands. Right. But the idea of an adversary wanting to go after treasure, looking yes. at the opportunity mm-hmm. and the risk level doesn't really change. Right. right? It's just, it's, it's an expanded attack surface. We're doing yes. more online. I'm certainly not a web three expert. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it'll just be a more expansive, more open web yeah. 2.0 experience, right? So if we're, yeah, if we're dealing with avatars, that's a problem. Right. Well, exactly. I mean, it's, you know, kind of the, the whole thing we heard during COVID, you're, you're hiring these new employees having never met them in person. You know, who, who, right. who knows the person on Zoom is the person that you actually hired. I mean, it's, it's well, especially fascinating if it's an to think. avatar. Exactly. Exactly. But I don't think a lot will change. But at the end of the day, as we're starting to get back into the office, yeah. that 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 direct human to human connection, that social interaction that has been there since the beginning of time, mm-hmm. is still the strongest bond. Like I can't imagine putting on my uh, we don't have any more, but the uh, the uh, the headset, the uh, Oculus Rift. Yes, yes. Right? We we loaned it out and it never came back. And I'm not getting the <laughs> Oculus Rift too, but I can't imagine doing that at a dinner party with you. No. And recording no. the podcast or just talking no. to you, right? Why would I do that when you're there? Now I would do it. Yeah. Maybe when I'm trying to blow an hour of time and do something Exactly, you just had and, some time to kill, yeah. yeah. I went to yeah. a Van Gogh show where they used a VR headset and you walk through like a Van Gogh world and it was cool because- right. It was cool because it was cool. Right. It was different. 
I'd rather walk through Yosemite though with, without anything between me and reality. Maybe that's just me. So well, we'll see what happens. Yosemite though, right? Because you could fall off the side of a mountain. Well, hopefully if you don't have a headset on, you're taking precautions <laughs> and you're not going to be uh, falling off mountains. But there's also Yosemite Valley, the valley floor. You really can't gotcha, fall anywhere gotcha. other okay. than onto your onto your ass, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah but yeah. but my, my point being, <laughs> my point being, I'd rather deal with the in the real world and maybe I'm just old. Sure. I, I remember vividly my first trip to Yosemite, we mm. took the kids oh, and- wow. They kept How comparing amazing. it to video games and they wanted to play video games and they weren't as, you know, we didn't have, that was before iPhones and everything. So, you know, you still had video games, but that's what they cared about. I'm like, guys, nature's all around you. Yeah. Fortunately, <laughs> my kids have come through that and they do appreciate nature more than video games, except for the that's youngest good. one. Sure. Um, he's still in it, but you know, reality still beats virtual reality. So we'll see long? what happens. For how long, though, Eric? I think that's the my, question. My gut right? says forever, but it, we will see more and more augmentation with VR, exactly. with Web3. And as things like commerce mm -hmm. become more, more capable there, um, I think the attack surface will increase and, and yeah. we will have more risk and more to worry about. Remember the uh, old days when people were afraid to do online banking? I do, I do. Right? I mean, similar concept. Yes, yes. Similar concept. But most people Sister. do online banking at this point. Oh, and now absolutely. we've got multi-factor authentication, which most people right. use. We did learn this year that you only use it when it's convenient. I do, yes. Shh, do only when convenient. Stop. Well, don't tell people that. Now they're going to start going. I forget the show number, but you said that on a show, so... I sure did. So the more things change, I think the more they will stay the same. We will still in 22 and beyond have good good people and bad people in the cyber world. Yes. We will have an ever-growing need to protect systems and capabilities and things. Yes. But this is still life. It is. It, it surely is. And, you know, and I have to say on my wish list, right, additions for next year, I would love someone from one of those crypto mixing firms to come come in and explain to us how those work. Because I'm, okay. I'm absolutely fascinated. And, and when you think of the, the metaverse, is, is crypto mixing a, a function of that? Does that become the new bank? I don't know. Uh, but there's so many of these things that are kind of coming online or we're hearing about more now. Uh, but it's really not clear implications, uh, you know, longer term and, you know, are they only for nefarious reasons or do they actually have broader consumer applications? I mean, it's as we so look let's at make currency changing. Yeah, exactly. So to all our listeners out there, it's coming. A, yeah. If you're at a crypto mixing company, you know, we'd love to have you on, happy to have you on anonymously, uh, you know, uh, however you're comfortable, but we'd love to have that conversation. Oh, and that's that right. You you also wanted to talk to, get into the mind of an attacker. You wanted Absolutely. somebody anonymously to speak with us who had obviously credibility on, on what it's like to be on the other side. I think exactly. that would be great. I don't know how we pull that off. I'd, you know, I would love to see that. Someone wants to share their thoughts because I'm sure they have a lot of you know, interesting observations of just kind of, you know, things that people aren't doing that are pretty obvious that just kind of keep the door open for them to walk through. I, I'm, I'm sure there's a, a lot of fun examples, uh, you know, of how, how we make it easy for them. <laughs> Drop a note if you're interested to <laughs> Rachel, Rachel.Lion. Yes. 
Rachel.line at forcepoint.com. Only drop her a note that you're interested. Please don't like remove her identity, erase anything, (laughs) take all of her cash. We're we're all trying to just do our part here. Okay. Okay. Exactly. We'll give you some airtime. We'll be very excited to do so. I'd like to hear how the cyber executive order is is transforming not just the government, but also commercial companies. So we'll see. I I think we'll see a lot more. I mean, right now they're focused on XDR and logging and and everything else, but I'd like to see how that changes things and how they weave it zero trust into there. I'd love Absolutely. to see some modernization across the government. Absolutely. They're trying, but it's just so slow. Yeah. But it was but a good year, Rachel. It, it was, was great. great this year. is your first year with the show, right? It is. It is my first year. It went by so fast. Too. Glad I, you I did it. I fortunate. We had so many great things to talk about. I mean, they were never wanting for things to talk about. That's I'm the beauty of thrilled. this industry. I get to talk to you every week. I mean, how yeah. awesome is that? Right, you know, right. All these amazing guests and, you know, absolutely. I'm okay, so to next year. Bigger, so better, better. A lot more coming in 2022. Yes, absolutely. What yeah. we would like, though, is we'd like more subscribers. We've got a ton, yes. but we want more. We're more, always, always looking more. for more. We'd love a subscriber feedback. Yes. Drop us a note on LinkedIn, you know, subscribe, leave us feedback and comments. We're on pretty much every platform out, every, every major platform, platform out there. We are. Is that fair? Mm-hmm. It's easy to find us. Yes, it's whatever your preferred streaming yeah, Apple platform Podcasts, is. Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, no. Spotify. You can get some RSS feeds. I mean, you name it. You can go to the you website can even come and download to our website. the show. Yeah, it's it's so easy. So it's going to be a better twenty two. We're going to finish this COVID marathon off hopefully pretty soon and get back to business and and doing what we like to do with people with humans. I, I don't know that COVID's going away, Eric, but I, I think we'll live with it though. Isn't that the latest, the endemic? Yeah, I think, I think you're right. Yes, it kind is. Of thing. But we will be back in the office, right? I mean, that's at some point. It'll be hybrid. Hybrid is the way of the future, but we will get And we'll get keep making have, shows. Exactly. You know, and maybe maybe one in person will record here in the coming weeks or months. Who knows? Well, we were going to at RSA, but it just moved. Right, right. So There's still we'll sales kickoff. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Okay, listeners, we have to go and end the year on a high note. (laughs) Sorry we didn't fix all of your cybersecurity problems and concerns. We'll do better next year. We will continue to strive to bring interesting and compelling content. But give us feedback, please. Yes, please. Rachel, do you want to take us home for the rest of the year? I sure will. Well, I mean, it's you said it all, you know, just a big thanks to all of our listeners. You know, it's it's great to have you out there and, you know, we appreciate the feedback and of course, greatly appreciate the subscription. So don't forget, you know, if you're going to give a year-end gift to somebody, you know, smash that subscription button, uh, you know, give it's the gift free. of To The Point Podcast. That's right. Free, free. Uh, so until next time, next year, everyone be safe. Thanks for joining us on the To The Point Cybersecurity Podcast, brought to you by Forcepoint. For more information and show notes from today's episode, please visit www.forcepoint.com govpodcast. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts.